Hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm here with my co-host, Vaughn, and this is Unpacking the Home Podcast. We are very happy to be here today on Unpacking the Home Podcast. This is a project that we've been working on for a little while together. It started, I would say, last time we were visiting each other, um, and it for was Beyonce. in person. For Beyonce. Let's, let's not forget, shout out to the queen. <laughs> and... We started thinking, we were just talking about homes so much and home ownership and various aspects of home and living that we really wanted to start a new project. And I feel like this project kind of comes from our earlier relationship of sitting together in grad school classrooms and sharing thoughts and ideas in a productive and conducive manner. So like, here we are coming together to talk about home and we're gonna unpack the home on this podcast for the next few weeks together and we're here to introduce what we're going to do and we hope that if you are interested in this you can like and subscribe and follow us along as we do this unpacking the home journey dude that was beautiful (laughs) that was fantastic shout out to Vaughn shout out to Michelle for all the gear (laughs) uh also just a note the the way that we're approaching this podcast is more from an analytical standpoint and and less of a this is how you organize a pantry or you know s- stuff like that it's like kind of the meta concept of a home and how home relates to the community or to us and like our social status and what it means to us and and stuff like that um so just for the listeners so you know kind of what type of home we're talking about here Yeah. So the concepts that we're looking to unpack the home is, yeah, less less literal organization of a home, less literal physical moving of a home, but more so unpacking various components of the home, like family dynamics. What where how do I associate my identity with home ownership or identity with where I'm choosing to live or having a home or not having a home? Um, What are various family dynamics? So. First, we're, we're going to talk about why we decided to talk about homes. We're going to talk about how home is defined, what roles we play in it, what do we know historically. Michelle and I were graduate students in, in the field of history. So here we are, ex-little historians, wondering what to do with our degrees. <laughs> and we thought it would be a great, fun time to get together and just talk about homes and to talk about a particular subject that we both find interest in. And that we also both find that people our age, these are questions that that we're grappling with right now of how do how do you actually become a homeowner? How do you wrestle with feelings and thoughts about yourself in relation to having a home or not having a home or, um, yeah, homeownership in the community? How do you navigate homeownership and capitalism and what can a home look like? So... Yeah, and one of those questions for me when I was becoming a homeowner was what type of home do I buy? A condo, a townhouse, a single family residence? Like what? And there are a lot of feelings that go along with each one of those. And it's important to kind of understand where those feelings come from. Are they valid? Should I maybe have different feelings about them? Because I think as a society, obviously we value the single family home 
overall. And so I think if you don't take a second to step back and think, well, wait a second, why do I feel that way about condos? Condos are, if that's someone's home of choice, then that should be, that should be celebrated and not kind of looked down upon. So I think we're going to, we're going to talk about stuff like that as well. Yeah. Unpacking the home as in how do, how do contemporary shapes of race, class, and gender impact my experience with homes, other people's experience with homes, and home home here to, to start defining home. I think there is a difference in the English language between home and house. And so mm-hmm. why not, I want to recognize that in the beginning. Home is a place, you know, we can all define home differently. You, I can have my hometown. I can have I'm visiting home, and does that mean that I'm visiting my parents, or does that mean that I'm going home from a restaurant at night? Does it mean where my cat is? Does it mean where my, my extended family is? So there's there's so many different functions of home, like home can be an apartment, home can be a teepee, home can be, you know, on the range, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. so defining what home means to me of having it as a place of sanctuary, as a place where I do identify with. Like, it is somewhere where I have things that I shape my home to look like. But that that's also, I want, the question that's driving me is, yeah, where am I rooted in contemporary American culture? How is my contemporary American culture influencing my understanding of what home can be? how I'm how I'm defining the home, how I'm defining what a family can look like. All of these are influenced by American historical concepts in which I'm I'm living. I'm living them all out as I'm simultaneously updating them. And so I think this podcast is really driven by our desire to kind of unpack these these dense concepts that we're being faced with as like I'm I'm 31. Um so I'm I'm facing, this is my time. This is my time to to face this and to unpack these, these various components. Yeah, and it's important to, like I said, kind of take a step back and, and think about what have we just inherited from culture or from our parents' generation or, you know, the, again, like American history, you know, like the way that the home has been designed here is so, is, can be so different from other cultures and it's so specific to America. And how much of that are we just blindly following and kind of swimming in that water versus our own thoughts and opinions about it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and to, and to introduce myself a little bit more, like I come, I come from an immigrant household. Um, I have, but my immigrant household, my dad is Scottish. And so I'm coming with Scottish American Scottish beliefs, Scottish shape, Scottish, which is very similar to American, but it diverges a little bit. But I'm coming with also an understanding that I have um, a multicultural kind of diverse background that is influenced by English settler colonialism, American settler colonialism, and like my dad's immigration status, my mom's, you know, growing up in California. So I also throughout this will want to be taking into consideration how my my specific background and my specific perspective is shading these concepts as well and sharing them with viewers and listeners who 
might have a different experience and might have something that they can share back to or I'm so open to these conversations and I'm wanting to do this podcast specifically to open that door to say, please share your ideas back. Like if we say something here that is very interesting or is not very interesting or is contentious or is something where it makes you think a little bit and wants you to share some thoughts on it, please do. Yes. Yeah. You can comment in, you know, whatever channel that you're in, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Um, you can also email us at unpackingthehomepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we know, we know that viewers have your own different perspectives. Like we're coming from our specific lens, our specific background, educational, personal, experiential, otherwise, like this is what we're just starting the conversation yeah okay so I think uh let's see I'd love to talk about kind of my home buying experience is that where you'd want to go yeah sure please yeah let's let's introduce um just even yeah please yeah okay so I am 28 I bought my first home almost two years ago um I'm on the West Coast, West Coast, Best Coast. Um, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> oh God. It was built in 2006, which is not that long ago, like compared to some other homes. Like I have a friend, um, shout out, you know who you are, uh, who bought a house probably a couple years ago as well, but it was built in 1913. And this friend has had to like completely like gut the place and kind of kind of rebuild it with her own hands from the ground up, which is like, a really amazing feat so when I say that my house was built in 2006 it doesn't sound like it's that old but uh the market that that I live in was hit extraordinarily hard during the housing crash of 2008 2009 ish so these houses were dirt cheap like under a hundred thousand uh for for a house which means that my house has gone through many many different owners which for my next house, I want to be like owner number one or number two max, because what's happened to my house is it's gone through so many changes and a lot of people did kind of their own twists. Like someone put crown molding in, someone put new doors in, someone threw away doors. Like it's like so many random things that don't make sense. And I've kind of had to come in and kind of fix it up pretty, pretty drastically, not to the point of my friend whose house is 1913 but you know I'd put new floors in redo the kitchen cabinets like put new light fixtures in so in that process I've learned a lot about here's what I want for my next home (laughs) like here's what here's like the list of things that I'm going to look for and they're different than when I bought this house when I bought this house I just wanted a house and I wasn't looking at the details of that house. I just wanted a house. I wanted to get in before the interest rates spiked up. I, got, I, I still got a fantastic interest rate. Right now, they're about 8%, which is bonkers. <laughs> I mean, I, could not, I couldn't have bought this house at 8%. So that was really my motivation. Um, but because of that, I was not as critical. I was in a rush. Um, it, the the market was so flooded. Like I I made an offer on I think twelve different places, I think ten houses and one condo and one townhouse, 
And this was the only one I got selected for because at the time, a lot of people were coming in, a lot of people from larger cities selling their house for a lot of cash. And they can come in and say, oh, this house is at X price. Here's an extra 80 grand in cash that I can offer on top of it. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, that's not, I don't know how I'm supposed to compete. So at the time, it was just take what you can get and take it now. And so that, that was a very different home buying experience and a different mentality and mindset. And I've learned a lot from that because that will not be what I do next time. But so that's kind of, that's kind of my background with it. That's why I'm interested in these topics of like, well, wait, but why was I in such a rush to buy a home? Like why, why did I feel that pressure randomly um, that I haven't felt, I didn't feel five years ago. So why did I randomly feel it two years ago? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's just my background with it. Um, I've also learned a lot about home maintenance. Dude, <laughs> YouTube is my bestest, bestest friend. Doja Cab, best friend, shout out. But <laughs> YouTube, like I, I've had to DIY a lot of stuff because you can't possibly contract out to, for everything. It'll, you'll be 50 grand in the hole. You know what I mean? Like you have to learn how to maintain a home yourself and that takes emotional labor and mental labor and time and physical labor and so there's just all this stuff uh involved in home ownership and maintaining a home and living in a home so that's where i'm coming from yeah yeah Yeah. and i'm coming from a renter's perspective where i'm like not i have been renting for a very long time i'm still renting um, even recently was reading a book by uh, Tori Dunlap called Financial Feminist that discussed the the validity of being a, a renter forever because of the the experiences that you've just kind of listed as well of like the home maintenance, the the interest rates, the competitive nature of the, fi- the, the housing market right now. Um, so I'm kind of in this transitional phase as well where I'm I'm a renter. I'm you know, hoping and dreaming and scheming my way to home ownership one day because I also am having these these inner drive feelings. I'm having this this innate American need <laughs> to to be a homeowner. And and so yeah. yeah, why? Why do I feel like I need to be a homeowner? Yeah. What is that what does that actually look like? And and I think this this Unpacking the Home podcast is kind of giving you and I, Michelle, this this space to even begin to talk about because I feel like if I feel like in general, people don't sit down and discuss the ins and out of financial homeownership or the ins and out of feeling around homeownership. And so this is just carving out some space in both of our lives. Like we both are full-time workers elsewhere. Like we both have full-time jobs. We both have master's degrees in history and historical analysis. Um, And so when we have these big concepts that we're both sitting separately, like by, you know, flights apart and we're like, okay, how do we actually come together and, and share how do we come together and share what we're, we're we're learning so we're not islands of information and we're we're interconnected and and also if we're if we're doing this to to share 
what we're doing and to hopefully get some more interconnected feedback from others and what their experiences are and what your insights are as well. So, yeah. Yeah, another few things I'll mention is there's no way I could have bought my house without my parents' help. Like, that's... and, And honestly, I don't know anyone else... Well, that's not true. I know very few people my age who are homeowners that didn't have help from their parents. Which is problematic because not everyone has help from parents. Not everyone has parents that they stay in contact with or are well and alive and have extra resources to help their kid buy a house. Um, So that's something that we're going to talk about for sure. Another thing is my mortgage for my three-bedroom house with a garage and a yard, a front yard and a backyard, is only $400 more a month than my one-bedroom apartment, which is not right. (laughs) Like, that's there's something wrong with that math um, because what you get with this house is way is worth way more than an extra four hundred dollars a month like that like that apartment should not have been that price that high um so that's another thing we're going to talk about but at the same time so yeah you know it, it might seem like it's a better value and a better financial deal on the surface but you do have to think about the down payment you do have to think about closing costs you have to think about all the maintenance like no like when my ac goes out that's just 11 grand that I'm going to need to have. There's no landlord. I'm the landlord. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, I'm the person to call. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, that's another thing. And, and we'll talk about HOAs. My HOA just forced everybody to get our, the exterior of our houses painted to drive the home values up, um, which has pros and cons. So we're going to talk about stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's just, it's, it's a whole world. It's a whole world. Yeah, it is yeah. a whole world. Yeah. And it's a whole world. It's a whole world that I find fascinating, too, because in this, we're also going to, um, <laughs> to explore gender dynamics. And what I just thought of was that, you know, the, the rise of single women homeowners has gone up a lot since the 1960s. Like, that's been a trend. Um, and, yeah, what does that look like for you as a homeowner, as a single woman head of household owner where you're like taking care of these costs and these things um and how does that actually work in reality for you and um yeah so home maintenance we're going to talk about home and safety and home and family as well here so yeah the gender dynamics of in the home of like patriarchy essentially to put it in no other word except that we're going to talk about the patriarchy we're going to talk about gender dynamics we're going to talk about potentially uh stuff about in that happened during covid when we had a lot of inability to leave homes and what kind of were some themes and dynamics that we saw come out of that because there were a lot of conversations that came out about home and safety and people not having access to external resources because it was a home internal home shutdown experience it was an isolating experience of being in your particular home and and then also like home and safety as in the old romans having dogs and us having dogs and you know different forms of surveillance and 
how we choose to surveil ourselves and how we choose to surveil our property and how we um, protect our home and home and family or what that means to us. Like what are the various ways in which people have protected their home and and who's in it? Um, So, yeah, I I'm super excited to talk about that. Um, That as well of the not only the crazy aspect of, you know, you being a homeownership, a single head of household boss, and then also like what it takes to sustain that. Like what yeah. does it take with the home maintenance and the safety and the mm-hmm. the mindfulness about how you're living and how you're keeping what what's yours <laughs> and the emotional experience of that. Yeah. And with the home safety topic, I'm super excited for that episode because I have a lot to say about that. But just quickly... I do think that our American individualism is so wrapped into this, this concept of home safety because Mm. I've fallen into it. I felt it where it's like, I have to protect, I have to keep people out. You know, I need the cameras. I need the dog. I need the security screens. I need the, you know, like all of that stuff. And like my neighbors are, are enemies. They're strangers. I don't know (laughs) these people. You know what I mean? And like, I've I've gone to great lengths of, you know, putting solar panels in, you know, there needs to be lights. Criminals don't like lights. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> this is not, I live in like a nice, safe neighborhood. Like there's yeah. no reason, honestly, to feel that way. But I think A, because you put so much money into this space that you're like, I have to protect it. Um, but also, you know, it's just somewhere that you live and, you know, you, you're protecting yourself in a way. Um, but like, is that necessary is, is a, is a big question. And like, I don't, I don't want to get into the gun debate by any means, but that's one of the big things that I hear from gun owners. Well, I have to protect my home. What if someone invades my home? How do I protect my family? For sure. And I'm like, but where, but why are we, why are we feeling like people are just walking into your home and killing you? Like what, what's making you feel that way? Yeah, um, let's but unpack we do feel that. that <laughs> yeah, yeah, <we> do. <laughs> yeah, you want to? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for that episode. I'm yeah. excited for that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, this is our podcast. Um, we are really excited to start this project. It is a multi-week project, multi-episode project. Um, we have about eight future episodes lined out. Um, we have episode. The next episode we'll be doing is home as structure. And so that will be specifically just talking about all the various types of homes that one could live in and how many different types you can make a home. Um, So we're just going to look at home as structure next Mm -hmm. week and kind of give an overview of all the different types of homes that we've seen that, that can be places to live. Yeah, and, like, speaking to that point, like, when I was looking up the actual, like, dictionary of home, Oxford Dictionary definitions, include there are multiple, but one of them is the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or a household, but then another one is an institution for people needing professional care or supervision. That's a type of home. Um of an animal to return by instinct, underlined, to its territory after leaving it. 
Isn't that isn't that wild? I like <laughs> so that. That is yeah, literally wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, of a sports game played at the team's own field or court. Yeah. There's definitely like home and like ownership of mm-hmm. that. And people, mm-hmm. I mean, sports. I mean, look, I'm a sports fan. <laughs> I will admit, I can get a little, a little too excited. Um, the <laughs> play today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Okay, the last one is to move or be aimed toward a target or destination with great accuracy. Oh. So, things to think about. Things to definitely think about. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so that's our podcast. If you want to join us on this journey, we would love that. Um, we're just kind of just kind of shooting the shit and we're going to see what happens. We're learning. We're lear- like, we're not experts. We are not experts. We did not study the home in grad school. No, um, I did not. So do we want to? Yeah, I I studied modern American history with a focus on public schools and um, neoliberalism, so state laws and policies, and how those impacted community uh, public schools and how the community responded to that. So that was my area of expertise. This is a new project for me. Yeah, same. I studied the like building of the American Constitution and ideas of like greek and roman ideals of democracy and how the founders were like super like ridiculously into uh the greek and roman societies um and like how they weren't such big fans of democracy it turned out um so yeah nothing to do with the home nothing to do with the home so this is brand new we're learning each week um so yeah if you want to join us on this journey that'd be fantastic we love it thanks for being here Yeah, thank you. You look great. (laughs) You look great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that all for today? That is all for today. All righty. Okay, join us next week at Unpacking the Home. Bye, everyone.